Hi there, folks. Thanks for joining us for the Young UC podcast. My name is Tim, and it's great to have you with us. Social media has such a huge impact on our world these days, and it, and it has a huge impact on us as individuals. I know I can often get caught in the, the spiral of, um, of clickbait and looking at stories that, that rile up my anger, or that, that rile up my fear, that speak to that, well, I, I talk about this in the sermon, that speak to that, that reptilian part of my brain, that fearful part or that angry part, that, that fight or flight part of my brain. And I think in our world, that part of our brain is overly stimulated. And this sermon is about that. And so I hope you appreciate it. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get something out of it. Um, the scripture reading is 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses uh, 9 to 11 and 19 to 20, and chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. So this is Hannah's song, um, and it's a wonderful piece of scripture. I invite and encourage you to take a look at it. Um, other than that, I hope you are well. May you be blessed and all the best to you and yours. Let's join our hearts together in prayer. Holy God, may the words from my mouth and the meditations in all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Amen. So I want to start by asking you a question. What's wrong with the world? I'll wait. Chances are I could wait a, a long time. And I'm sure you could come up with a list. I don't know how long it would be or, or how inclusive it would be. But I suspect there are very few who would say, when asked, what's wrong with the world? Very few who would say, well, nothing. Nothing's wrong with the world. Our list may be different, but I think we're all in agreement that we don't need to look too far to see that something is wrong with the world, that the, the ordering of the world is askew. Most people seem to inherently get this, that, that something just isn't right. We have this sense that, that, that the world is, is off, that, that the society we've created, the, the civilization we've created, the culture we've created, that, that just how we've chosen to order everything is something's not working. And we can see examples everywhere for, for the ways it doesn't work. We can look at the, the effect on the natural world. And for some people, that's a big trigger. We can say, well, there, there, that's what's wrong. We can look at uh, the, the thousands of children who die every day in the world due to preventable causes, you know, mostly aligned with poverty. We can say, well, there's something that's wrong with the world. Um, 
we can look at all the violence and the, the wars and the bloodshed. And some people will say, well, there's your example. That's what's wrong with the world. Or, or we can, you know, we can look at all the isms, uh, the racism, sexism, um, all, 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 all these. And, and other people can say, yeah, look, look at these examples. That's what's wrong with the world. All sorts of injustices that, that we see in the world and, and we can point to them. And say, well, there, you want to know what's wrong with the world? That's what's wrong with the world. And to be honest, this is why I get some Trump supporters. Um, or a lot of conspiracy theorists. Not, not because I agree with them specifically, but, but for many people, these are outlets to express that, that something is rotten. You know, something is rotten in the world. Now, I, I may disagree greatly in where they've chosen to, to point uh, what they say is rotten uh, or how they go about responding to it. But, but I can get on board with the idea and the sense that, that something isn't right. I get that. I think that's a, a big part of what life is for a lot of people. I think we all have this inherent sense that uh, the world is not as it should be. So in our scripture reading for today, we're introduced to Hannah. And Hannah's world was also fundamentally disordered the uh, injustice and the cruelty that she's facing at home from her husband's other wife who, who sort of teased her and chided her about not having children and and so not only is she living with the emotional pain of of wanting children but but being unable to have them she's living with the the social stigma that that comes with in the ancient world um, where that was your source of security that was your source of well-being especially for women and so she's dealing with all this on a personal level but also on a larger level a communal level the ordering of the world is equally messed up it's also terrible she lived in the, in the period of the the, the judges. So in the narrative history of Israel, the period of the judges was a time of, I mean, it was a time of real chaos for the people. Um, it was a time of tribalism. You know, the, 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 they weren't a unified nation. It was sort of tribes and family groups and family clans. Um, there was a circular pattern of, of, of disobedience by the people, and that was followed by violence and then peace and then disobedience and then violence and then peace. It was, it was a cycle, and it was the judges who were, uh, who were leaders who were, who were sort of raised up and would guide the tribes of Israel to that time of peace. But, but by the time of Hannah, the reign of the judges had, had staled. There was civil war between the tribes of Israel. Um, 
the 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 priesthood uh, was a corrupted shell of what it once was. It, it just just things were not going well. The people of Israel were not doing well. They were they were fracturing. Justice was hard to come by. Violence was everywhere. And I try to imagine what people's Facebook feeds would have looked like in the time or what their their 24-hour news stations would have looked like. Probably they'd look something like mine looks like. Um, filled with reports of what the other side was doing. If you were a Benjaminite, it would be talking about how awful all those other people of Israel were. And if you were from another place in Israel or from a different tribe, you'd be talking about how awful those Benjaminites were. Look at what they did again this time. It would just be a lot of likely finger-pointing and blaming and recounting how horrible the other side is. A lot of stories about how awful the world is. A lot of stories about what's wrong with the world. I mean, my Facebook feed is filled with all sorts of articles and posts about what's wrong with the world. And it's easy to spiral into that. It's easy to get trapped in that. It's easy to lose hours chasing those emotions, uh, the emotions of rage and the emotion of fear, right? I mean, and, and it doesn't help the social media algorithms that we get. Um, those algorithms that, that know what you like to click on and then, and then affirm that and, and cycle similar ideas. You know, so, so we're all only getting our own opinions affirmed anyway. We're not getting anything new. These algorithms, social media, it panders to the, the lazy part of our brain. You know, knowing that we're more likely to click on and read those things which we already agree with. Or, or, or it panders and feeds that, that reptilian part of our brains that, that reacts to anger and, and fear. That, that the fight or flight part of our brain. And, and it isn't just the internet, mind you. Well, that's probably the biggest player these days. 24 hours news stations, we, we tune into the ones that affirm our fears of the world. Um, the ones that make us angry with the other. You know, there's, there's enough, enough options out there that, that we, we, we pick what we want to pick what we want to read about, what we want to, to hear about. And it's exhausting to constantly be hearing bad news, news that keeps us on edge, news that keeps us afraid, news that, 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 that keeps us angry. That's so tiring. It really is. And, and these days, especially since the pandemic hit, when, when, you know, we have more time in our homes, we may have more screen time. Uh, we may be sitting in front of the TV watching more, maybe, you know, going through um, our social media accounts or, or, or going through the internet, uh, looking at different web pages that are sent to us, sites that are sent to us, links that are sent to us, uh, talking about, hey, look at, look at what this idiot did. You know, 
it's exhausting because it's constant. In the Robcast episode, and then you stepped into the water, that inspired this sermon and I got some of the ideas for it. Rob Bell says, it's possible to spend an extraordinary amount of energy giving your headspace to the ridiculous ways that people have lost the plot. And here's the thing that that he highlights in the episode. Like, we already know all these ways the people have lost the plot. I do. The odds are you do as well. Anything that is going to be affirmed by social media for me or affirmed on TV for me is something I already believe. Something that I already know. And again, as Rob Bell says, it it gets to a point where it's just, well, it's just incredibly boring. Nothing, nothing new is offered by it. I know some people are just idiots. I don't need to be reminded of a new way a particular person is an idiot every day. It gets to a point where it's just unproductive. It's not even unproductive, it's counterproductive. So when I look at my, my, my Facebook feed, when I, when I look at what people send me, it, I see the same stuff, different day. So-and-so did this stupid thing. You know, um, this person is crooked. Here's another example of this person being crooked. Here's another example of this person being crooked. Look at what this group of people is doing to that group of people. Again. I I shouldn't say it's counterproductive. That's perhaps not accurate or fair. It can be counterproductive. It can also be productive. I don't want to say just ignore all news or ignore all negative things. The issue is when that's all we do. When we feed our anger, when we feed our fear. And that's it. What I appreciate about our scripture reading for today, about the story of Hannah, is the song. Because the song does something different. The song isn't just Hannah crying out, Oh, here's what's wrong with the world. Let me tell you. Hannah's offering something new. And she falls into this beautiful subset of the prophetic tradition. There's a few marvelous examples of, of, of women singing, of women prophets singing. And so here we have uh, Hannah's song is, is a wonderful example of it. Um, probably the most famous example we would know is, uh, is, is the, the Magnificat, Mary's song. 
And they're not just songs of, of praise and celebration. They're, they're, they're prophetic. And when I say prophetic, I mean, they offer an alternative. They're not just saying, hey, look at how awful the world is. And this, this is for all the prophets. They're not just saying, hey, look at how, how awful the world is. Look at how disordered it is. This is terrible. The role of the prophet isn't just to do that. The role of the prophet is, yeah, maybe to point that out, but then to offer something out of it to say, hey, here's a different way things could be. In Mary's Magnificat, she imagines a, a world where, where the world is completely turned upside down, where, where the hungry are, 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 are fed, where the lowly are raised up, where the powerful are, are brought down. A world that, that is completely turned upside down. And this is exactly what, what Hannah's song Offers. This is what, what she imagines in this, this broken world that she lives in, um, uh, a, a, a painful world, uh, a world of injustice, a world of violence. Hannah just imagines something different, something new something holy and good. She imagines a world where the poor are, are, are brought up from the dust, where they sit with princes. Um, she imagines a world where, again, like Mary, where, where those who are hungry are fed, where those who are poor are, are rich. I mean, it sounds so utterly simple. And yet this, by the very definition of subversive, is subversive. It's, it's a complete alternative to the way things are. In my Facebook newsfeed, probably the one area where I get something refreshing and life-giving is in permaculture. It's, it's, um, uh, uh, for those who don't know it, 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 it's short for permanent agriculture. It, it, it's a practice that, that tries to look at food systems, that tries to look at our relationship with creation and, and do it differently. And to be honest, I don't know whether permaculture would work or whether it's feasible or not, but it's sort of the one, the one thing I get that's offering something different, something other than, well, let's just complain or let's just do more of the same and hope things get, get better. And it's refreshing. And it draws something out of me that I can't explain, but it makes me want to get my hands into the earth. It makes me want to process my relationship with the rest of creation and look at it and reflect on it and change it. It makes me want to be more active in that relationship in looking at food systems, in, in growing food, in, in restoring the earth. 
and in building the the political and economic systems that that allow that to happen. And that's what good prophetic imagination does. Prophetic imagination begets imagination. Like, have you ever sat in a group of people and there's two ways those conversations can go? And the first way is sort of someone just starts starts griping, complaining about whatever some politician did, you know, some stupid thing that a politician did or said, and it's not long before everyone's like, yeah, can you believe it? And you know what else they did? Or, oh yeah, they don't have a clue. And you start nodding your heads and, and it spirals down. And soon you're kind of in this spiraling funk of, of feeding off each other's uh, uh, fear and frustration. But the other way those conversations can go, and this is where the prophetic imagination begets imagination goes, is, well, sometimes these conversations can turn into creative outlets for everyone. You start, you start talking about a problem in the world. You start saying, you know, I was thinking about this and I wonder if this would work. And soon people are bouncing ideas off each other. They're, 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 they're hearing what one another has to say and, and, and throwing in their own thoughts, their own two cents. And if, and if you blue sky think it, if you, if you let it go blue sky, which is, you know, not putting limits on it, because that's always a temptation. Someone will always try to to, to bring it down. Oh yeah, well we can't because, um, but, but if you can get away with just blue sky thinking it and letting your imagination soar, the places you can go are marvelous and wonderful and potentially life-changing, maybe even world-changing. When we get stuck on the problems and spiral down on the problems, we lose that song. We lose that song that, that imagines something different. We lose that song that, that participates in in creating something new. But that's what we were made for. We were made to, to sing those songs, to sing with the prophet Hannah. We were made to sing with the prophet Mary. We were made to imagine a new creation made, made in a different image than our own. To create something new. Don't give that up. It's what you were made for. It's, it's, it's who you are. Not a sustainer of an old world, but a creator of a new one. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Thanks for listening to the Young UC podcast. If you liked what you heard, go to youngunitedchurch.com. There you can hear past sermons, music, and learn a little bit more about who we are and some of the outreach that we do. All of our work in the world, from supporting outreach in Winnipeg, to sponsoring refugees, to creating content for listeners like you, is supported by donations. If you'd like to support us, please find us through Canada Helps or directly through our website. Thanks very much, and have a good day.